by the fans for the fans covering all four major sports in the district of champions it's the dc crossover podcast with your hosts mike cerrone and ben simpson hello and happy new year welcome to another episode of the dc crossover episode number 93 I am Ben Simpson. That is Mike Cerrone. Happy to have you with us. Again, Happy New Year. Uh, brand new 2022 for uh, DC Sports. We're excited for another year to be able to bring you this podcast. Uh, you can listen to this show in a variety of ways. Of course, all podcast platforms. But another great place to check out the show is via the Contender app. Uh, again, you've heard us talk about it week every single week here on the show. It is... Uh, a great way to stream our content as well as other uh, DC sports content and Chicago content. I know they have live shows going on on that app uh, every morning, I think, from the Chicago side of things with Windy City Breeze. So a lot to check out. Um, so definitely go ahead and download the Contender app. You can set alerts for your favorite shows. You can immediately get into the sports side of things rather than anytime you go on the radio.com app or, or Odyssey app, I think it's called now, and you try to go find your show, you have to you know search through it, and then you got to sit through all these ads, and you're trying to figure it all out. The Contender makes it super, super easy to listen to Mike and I and other shows. Go download it today. It's completely free. That's Contender with a K. Well, Michael, it is 2022. Um and it started off nice in a nice way for you. Back to back snow days here to start the week. <laughs> so for those who don't know, Fairfax County Public Schools, a couple weeks off for winter break, just like you know other types of schools, and they were set to all come back today. All the students and teachers and things like that, uh, you know, rearing to go here for the new year. Snow hit this morning pretty early. And uh, ended up snowing a lot more than some people thought it was going to. Snowed out today. Snowed out tomorrow. They already called it at like 2 o'clock today. So you know what that means. Mr. Mike gets two days at home. He's got the uh, – what, what, what drinks do you have at home today? Well, the problem is is that I – obviously, we're going to get into it here soon, is you know New Year's diet and all that kind of stuff. I don't have that much drinkage over here um, as of right now. Dagger. But, I mean, I have – I have enough for tonight, okay. um, but I stole one of my girlfriend's. Uh, her favorite beer is Stella. Oh yeah, Stella's so I stole, awesome. I, I, yeah. I stole one of hers, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, just for tonight, because uh, obviously I I will make a mixed drink, but I'm going back over to her place later 
uh, to watch a Steelers game because she's a huge Steelers fan. So going back over there, so I took my liquor over there uh, for tonight. But that's the thing is that it's kind of funny because I grew up in Loudoun County. Loudoun County obviously is kind of a stickler when it comes to snow days and all that kind of stuff. I remember back in the day, uh, and they actually pulled the exact same thing they used to do back in the day when I was a kid. Right. Um, where they did that same thing today where they called at 530 in the morning and, uh, and they said, oh, yeah, here, school's off now, kids. Like It's like, okay, right. 530 in the morning like because they were on pins and needles because they had a two-hour delay. But that's the thing is Fairfax got a little bit more snow, supposedly, because uh, I live in Fairfax now, but my parents and my sisters live in Loudoun. But that's the thing is they were like, yeah, you must have got a little bit more snow than we did. But because Fairfax is kind of a stickler as well for not letting kids off and everything like that. Sure. Even even though there's people from other st- uh, cities and towns that I know of, they're like, oh, man, you get snow days for, for uh, rain. And I'm, and I'm like, that's not true. No, no, no. Okay. That's not true. There was a day. I, mean, I, I swear when we were kids, we got a day off for wind though. I do remember. I did. I, I did. Remember I remember that. that. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. The wind day. I remember that because, well, because it was like a tornado. Yeah. Outside it was pretty bad. The entire yeah. day. We got so, a day so off for I, wind. I, 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 yeah, that was kind of weird. Um, I mean, I took it, but at the same time, sure. you're looking at these now and it's like, I prefer these two days to be like next week. Cause I was ready to go back and whatever. Sure. I mean, my sleep schedule is all effed up, but at the same time I'm looking at it and saying, okay, I would prefer it next week or something like that. But we're counting our blessings. Cause last year, I think we might've had one, maybe snow day one. If, yeah. I was thinking about that. It didn't all. snow much at all last year at all. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's just the thing is this year. And they are like, like you said, they already called it because of the sole fact that the custodians and I think of uh, the icing just uh, overnight and the custodians didn't go in today for some reason. I'm not exactly sure why, um, but there was also a lot, a lot of shortages with subs and stuff like that. Because yeah, I've heard. You know what the funny, the funny thing is, yeah, because obviously your wife is is in the system now as well. That's the funny thing is, I kept thinking, I was like, why is everybody out? Because I I had all these emails from principals and stuff like that saying, oh yeah, well, you know, we're running low on staff, and so I'm like, how is that possible? We're getting off a break. Why is everyone taking off on a Monday? And then all of a sudden, I was like, I asked my girlfriend, I said, w- do you know why they're... De-? She's like, yeah, because supposedly you're not allowed to come back after the co- if you get a COVID test right. from the, ga- the gatehouse, you're not allowed to come back, and I, like, at least for like a day or something like that. And I was like, that's so weird. Why would you... You know, host a a, a, a testing who knows? day before school comes back. Who knows? Yeah, I know weird, a lot of man. teachers testing positive and staff testing positive, and then like there's already a sub shortage. Uh, so yep. it's like yep. it's a mess. But regardless, Mike gets to stay home on a snow day. My wife is home, obviously too, and and our kid. And I have to work tomorrow remotely from here. But I'll you know quote unquote work. You know, I'll probably hang out right. with them downstairs for most of the day. Right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's always kind of nice, especially. Snow days are great when you have nowhere to go. You don't have to worry about, like, I shoveled and stuff and cleared our cars in case we were going to have to go tomorrow. And then we got the call, of course, after I shoveled everything and cleared off all the cars. Uh, you yeah. know, heart rate's going through the roof. My Fitbit's like, he's dying right now in front of us. Um, Life alert. I cleared it, cleared it all off. And then we got the notification. But uh, it, you know what's funny, too, is that is that the people, you always are out there shoveling or something like that and you see other people around sure. and you always can tell the people that are not used to snow right. i had a guy that was next to my car because obviously i was in a an apartment complex area and there was a guy that was next to my car and he comes out with like his beats on and all this kind of stuff and he has like a trash can with him and i'm like what? why does this guy have a <laughs> have a trash can and he's out there literally shoveling or not sh- like, sh- like, I like scraping it off 
Yeah, with the trash That's can. That's insane. I was like, what is this guy doing? Now, I understand like when desperate times come, desperate measures are needed to be taken. But sure. at the same time, this guy came out with like a bathroom trash can, and he's like sweeping his car off. I'm like, that is well, that's that's one of the wildest things I've ever heard. No, I've never <laughs> seen the bathroom trash can move. I mean, look, I get here's the thing though, like if you move somewhere where it does occasionally snow, it's pretty simple to just buy yourself a little car scraper thing. You throw it in your trunk and you never have to think about it except for the one day that it snows or whatever, and then you've got it. Um or, you know, you throw a shovel in your garage or whatever the case may be, but like that's that's somebody that's just not prepared for this whatsoever. <laughs> I mean that's the funny thing is that like we live close to our parents, you know, so if we need to borrow something, our parents right. they have houses and stuff like that that are, you know, have storage. Sure. Uh so so we can use their kind of stuff. But at the same time, this guy came out there with a pink that is trash a can. Bold move. And he's he's just scraping away. And I was gonna help him and say, dude, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll I'll help you for a second. But he was like sitting there and just like jamming Rocking out to whatever the hell he was in his in his beats. I said hello, and he was like hello, and I was like, all right, <laughs> enjoy your he's trash. Like, you can. need to borrow this this trash can? Are you good? <laughs> uh, you're like, no, no, I've got my own trash can inside. We're good. Uh, that's that's wild. Well, it is a new year, and we'll get to the sports in a sec. But I did want to touch briefly because Mike and I love talking about food and such. I do want to hear. Um, so it's we're we're on day three of the new year. I will say I have stuck to my diet through the first three days here, and literally all my diet is is just tracking what I'm eating and trying to not like. And the wildest thing is when you start tracking your food, suddenly you like re- like when you scan the barcodes and use like my fitness pal and those other stuff, you go like, dang, I've been eating. Like way more than like any of these serving sizes and stuff. Say I should be eating. Like it's once you start tracking it, that's when you know you're like, oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> what I've been doing? Because then you right. then you do it, and now like I I'm, I've been having these meals, and basically what I've been just trying to do is just st- stick to three, you know, relatively small meals, just regular meals, nothing crazy, no extra stuff, just like 600 calorie meals or whatever. Uh, which is is you know you can get a decent meal with that. Um, and that's all I'm trying to do. It's just literally because just that small change is makes a huge difference because of all the stuff I was drinking and eating before, like the last two right. weeks leading into the yeah. end of the year. Because I knew the new year was coming up. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ham. We're getting wings. We're getting beer. We're doing whatever, <laughs> man. Uh, now, through, through about three days, I've been exercising and eating better. We don't know how long it's going to last. But I will say uh, I've stuck to it so far, Mike. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly... I said that once we go back to school, because I was still on break and everything like that, you know, over, over New Year's, obviously. Um, and obviously now we have snow days. So yeah, uh, that makes it too and, tough. And, and the funny thing is, like, so me and my girlfriend were saying, like, hey, we're going to go and uh, and go to the gym and stuff like that. Now, my gym is open still. But at the same time, hers is getting renovated. So she's like, oh, yeah, well, they just closed my gym. Literally <laughs> on New Year's Day, they said, "All right, send an email out and said, oh, it's closed.'" And I'm like, "Well, I guess you got to come tomorrow." Yeah, I went out. That's the funny thing is, like, I'm just sitting there and I started laughing because of the sole fact that she literally said her gym is closed, and we were like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna you know get on a diet and stuff like that and everything like that." And we were motivated to do it. I was eating like crap over break. Oh, I yeah. wasn't Same. doing anything. And just j- just horribly to the point where. Literally, we get two snow days, and I'm still drinking and eating. And I'm like, all right, st- diet starts tomorrow. Yeah, it's, so, oh, it's, snow too day tough. it's too tough. I mean, especially, like like you said, that, those couple weeks with Christmas and New Year's, I mean, yep. 
it's impossible to maintain a diet during that time or do anything healthy during yeah. that time because you're like, it's the holidays. We're supposed to be eating and drinking and having a good time. You know, it's right. it, you have to do it. Like New Year's Eve, I made these my great ham and Swiss rolls that I that I make that are just delicious. Nice. And uh, no, we picked out, we picked out for sure. But now through three days. Had some whole grain pasta tonight, a little turkey meatballs. I'm starving. I'm very, very hungry. <laughs> I, I'm I could eat so much right now, but I've already done. Wait, you already I, you already ate? Yeah, uh, yeah. We eat, we eat early because of our nighttime routine. Trust it's it's a dad thing. You have to do it when you have a little Jeez, kid. Jeez, yeah, my god! But uh, I'm gonna do a little yoga later. Maybe get, find my center. You know? Gee, oh wow, that's impressive. We'll I see. Mean, that's the problem with me. Yeah, that's the problem with me though. Is is I don't think it's the overeating. I think obviously when you have a meal, like sometimes I like go way overboard sure, of what I'm me. eating at the yeah. time. But at the same time, I think with me over the last like two or three months, it's just been, <laughs> I don't like moving. I don't like sure. moving myself. Uh, so I think that's a huge deal. Cause I was like, you know, my, my buddy was like, it's, a, it's all about what you eat, man. I said, well, it's not about, you know, like, that I'm eating like you know chocolate every single day <laughs> right, or something right, like right. that. It's like it, it's about me having the motivation, especially after when I was working and stuff like that. You know, this year is ten times tougher than the last two years have been. Uh, obviously, last year we were we were virtual and all that kind of stuff. Right. But two years ago, uh, before COVID hit, my schedule was a normal schedule and stuff like that. But because I worked at two different schools, they like loaded my schedule up to the point where both schools whenever i'm at the school and per se uh it, they literally have a schedule that's filled to the brim they're like oh well mike mike's here so so we're gonna fill this schedule right, up right. today but you know i'm like I, i'm exhausted half the time after school ends because i'm sitting there and by like literally by the end of the day i'm like literally about to pass out right. sometimes so i i take naps and then all of a sudden when i take a nap i'm like i'm done for the rest of the night right, so right. it's like you're I, not I, gonna I head screwed, to the gym so. after that yeah Especially yeah. getting up early for the school. It's 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 tough. And again, I'm only three days in. I could be talking to you a week from now saying, Hey Mike, I just ate an entire chocolate cake. So, you know, we'll we'll have to see how this goes. But New Year, new us, same old show. Right. Let's hop into the rewind here as we recap uh, some of the latest in DC sports, starting off with the Washington football team. Uh, unfortunately we have to cover this very briefly. Washington football team now six and ten, third in the NFC East. A 20-16 loss to Philly. You, you hate losing, of course. You hate losing a division game. You hate losing to Philly because you know that the right, Eagles right. fans really packed uh, FedEx Field the other day. I mean, you saw railings falling apart. Did you see the whole thing with Jalen Hurts? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, I did. FedEx Field, again, it's a complete disaster of a, of a, a place to watch a football game these days. So, uh, But anyways... Philly was able to clinch a playoff berth with the win, which also hurts. Uh, this was uh, kind of a back-and-forth game, but um, towards the end, I mean, we did have a uh, Washington football team did have a potential final drive here to try to win the game, and Heineke just could not get it done. Uh, Mike and I were texting throughout and talking about what are these short passes this team's doing, like no crosses, no nothing. It's just literally like three-yard outs for, you know, uh, Travis Milne or whoever, and it was just like <laughs> – it's like what? What the hell is going Travis on here? Milne. Isn't that his name? <laughs> it says Dax Milne. Dax Milne. Yeah, yeah. Tra uh, Tra Travis. Milne. I knew the last. Damn year. that guy. <laughs> but it was like, what are these coaching decisions? Um, right, right. Rough, rough end of that one. And uh, of course, the final game will be against the Giants next week, uh, which doesn't hold any playoff uh, implications, but it does 
possibly hold some draft implications and where this team currently sits is ninth and we'll see what happens from there we'll talk about it more in the uh, Washington football team segment but tough loss 20 to 16 the final for your Washington football team let's move on to some hockey you know what the funny thing is is going on TikTok the other day uh, actually yesterday I saw some Eagles fan go on TikTok and say oh the Washington football team, FedEx Field is just hopping today. And he, and he started showing the, the parking lot, and there was, like, no one there. And I, I even I don't comment, but right. I even comment. I was like, because no one likes to go there. It's not like yeah. we're, you know, at, at, at you know, uh, I don't it's even know. It's not like know, Washington Boxborough. football team fans don't exist. It's they don't want to go to that dump of a field. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's stupid. It made no sense. But anyways, uh, going along with the ice here, the Washington Capitals, 26-8, and eight, 48 points first in the Metro Division. Yes, they have played three more games than the Carolina Hurricanes, which only trailed them by one point. But at the same time, we're still in first at the time of taping this. Uh, Wednesday, they beat Nashville 5-3. to three. They jumped out to a 3-0 lead in the first. So I was like, man, this is a chalking up for a win. And then all of a sudden, they let the Nashville right back in. Yeah. They let him back in with another three-piece. Uh, in the second to tie it up. And I was like, you got to be kidding me because the sole fact that they let the exact same thing happen to the Florida Panthers not too long ago. Yep. Uh, but then Kuzi gets the game-winning shorthanded goal in the third. Uh, but the score didn't indicate the domination that they had. They had 17 more shots on goal than Nashville did. Uh, Nashville was one of the teams that literally did not need that COVID little hiatus uh, for a brief second because they were just – flying uh, down the ice every single game they were playing recently but the Caps beat them 5-3 to three on Wednesday moving on to New Year's Eve on Friday the Caps beat Detroit 3-1 unfortunately for you Ben That's all right. uh, but the boys took down uh, the Detroit uh, Red Wings uh, as t- Alex Ovechkin tallied two goals yeah. in the second period to lead the Caps a victory. And Sam Sonoff also had a very strong performance in between the pipes, 19 saves, 95% save percentage as well. So that was a good game for him coming out of that COVID brief hiatus as well. And uh, on Sunday, they lost to the o- uh, to the Devils in OT. Unfortunately, that was not a good game for us. Uh, and, of course, I put a live money line bet on that game. Didn't happen. Uh, but they did come back and tie it after they were down 3-1 to one in the second period. Uh, you just heard Joe B. and Locker on the broadcast basically saying, like, these guys aren't really coming out really hot right now. They're not. They're kind of flat. Um, that you know, New Year's hangover, I guess. Ex- exactly, exactly. And that's the thing is, you know, you, you saw their, their team kind of be a little bit shorthanded. Uh, Oshie and Backstrom were out with non-COVID illnesses. Uh, Martin Farivari was on the COVID list. So this is one of those little brief times where you got to survive uh, when when guys are on the COVID list and so on and so forth. Um, but the first line, uh, I think they're kind of overused a little bit much. Uh, I mean, literally, Coach Lav had them out there over 22 minutes apiece. But the only person that was close to them was nicked out at 17 minutes barely. Uh, and that's the thing is they were five minutes more time on the ice. That's a lot of time on the ice for that first line uh, t- uh, first line group because Kuzi was minus three. Ovi and Wilson were minus two in that game uh, for their plus minus. So that was not good because every other player was zero or in the plus sign. So unfortunate loss, but we still got a point from the Devils. Uh, so we'll just move on from that. But going on and trying to talk briefly about the Washington <laughs> Wizards who still have, uh, as you mentioned beforehand off air, that this NBA season is just a train wreck with COVID protocols and all this other kind of stuff. And yeah, and I want to talk about that, and, and I'm going to stop the rewind for a sec because I can't be the only one that's thinking this, that for some reason with this NBA season, it is so hard to get into it this year. 
like yeah, compared to past I years. Like I, I know that coming out of COVID and when they did the bubble, it was like, all right, we finally have some sports again. So there was like a resurgence of interest. But even before COVID, I feel like we were still pretty into the NBA. I mean, you and I especially, yeah, but I yeah. think like in general sports fans were. It has been impossible to watch the NBA this season. Impossible. For a variety of reasons. I think the stars obviously coming in and out because of COVID has been rough. I mean, pl- try playing fantasy basketball this season like I am. I have 10 guys with O's next to their name on a daily oh, yeah. basis, and it keeps switching <laughs> around and things like that. I mean, it's impossible. ING for injury. It's impossible <laughs> to play fantasy basketball this year. You have stars that are playing and then not playing and then playing and then not playing, and then uh, they're sitting out. And I just and then there's there's just another factor where it just hasn't been very interesting. Like I know anyone who's a diehard NBA fan could probably point to five things where they're like, well, no, this is interesting about this year and this year. And I know like guys like in the Windy City Breeze, like with the Bulls, there's a lot of excitement around that team and teams that are maybe contending. But for the rest of the teams, like the Wizards at 18 and 18 and eighth place in the East, it's just been a slog. It really has just been a grind to be at all interested in the NBA season this year. And, and that's why we on this show, I, I struggle to try to find interesting storylines for us to talk about with the Wizards. I just don't care. <laughs> like, you know, like I, I can't find myself caring. And look, I want this team to do well. I want them to make the playoffs. I do turn them on uh, and watch their games. But man, yep. out of especially compared to the other sports and things like that, it's like the NBA, and I cannot be the only one that's thinking this. The NBA has a kind of a problem, Mike, because I think this year is is got to be, and I don't have the numbers in front of me to see what are the ratings and all this sort of stuff. But in my opinion, this year has just been impossible to get into, completely impossible. And the funny, th- and the funny thing is, you mentioned fantasy basketball. I mean, I literally have nine guys with I N. I think I said G earlier. I N J is next to their name. And that's that, that's just a terrible thing because you know this guy. Okay, this guy. You have to keep checking if they have an injury. Oh, you <laughs> have to check constantly. Oh, the, he's out for ten days for COVID. Pro- I'm like, okay, great. Now I have to. So I mean, this this group that I'm in is kind of trash, anyways, because I've told you this before, but I'm not going to get into that. But at the same time, it's like. I mean, everyone has INJs because everyone's out for COVID every two weeks. Right. It's just right. so annoying. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I look right now. Shea Gildas Alexander, out. Brandon Ingram was out. John Collins, out. Uh, Doncic was out for a while. He's back. Jason Tatum, out. Paul George, out. Montrez Harrell, out. It's like, it's <laughs> impossible. And I'm in a four team league. So it's like your, your <laughs> rosters are stacked. And mine are showing yep. O's next to the names all the time. D- Dinwiddie, Collins, yep. Brooks. It's uh, so Aiden, hard, man. Brogdon. It's, uh, it's, oh, it's so like, annoyed. <laughs> and look, like, and, and other sports are being affected by this, like in hockey and things like that. But for some reason, I feel like the NBA is being affected more. Like, I, I think it's just not. It just has been a tough product to watch this year. It really has, and yeah. like the rescheduling and moving things around, and the and and yeah, I mean, on a day to day basis, suddenly your three stars could be out. Like you don't know. Like you could go into the next day and suddenly find out, like oh, none of the players that I like are 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 going to be here. And imagine buying tickets to these games and then finding out the day of. Oh, by the way, LeBron James has tested positive for COVID. Oh, yeah, and also Russell Westbrook. And then now, what? Why did I just pay three hundred dollars to go to a game to watch? You know, uh, I know he's not playing the more in the league anymore. I was gonna say Luke, uh, Luke Walton <laughs> or whatever. I was, he's a coach now, but he used to play on the Lakers. But you know, to go watch some trash players of G leaguers. I mean, the Pistons had to bring up like Steve five <laughs> G leaguers up, uh, and guys are signing. I mean, 
Greg Monroe got signed to a contract to come and play for the Bucks because they were so short of bodies. This is not a good product to watch right now at all. But nonetheless, the Wizards, 18 and 18, eighth in the East. Just real quick, they beat the Knicks. We're just running through the last five games. Uh, beating the Knicks, which is a nice win because the Knicks are, again, a, a, a decent team here. Uh, losing to the Sixers, of course. Losing to the Heat in a winnable game. Dinwiddie, decent day. Double-double, 24-11. and 11. Beating Cleveland, 110-93. Beal, who has started to turn it on a little bit. We're not going to spend a ton of time talking Wiz, but I will say Beal has been looking better. Uh, and then losing to the Bulls with... In a, in, a, in a BS game, honestly. Like, you know, the refs were terrible down the stretch in this one. Um... I mean, credit to the Bulls and DeRozan hitting the crazy buzzer beater. But if you go back and watch the game, the Bulls were handed this game by the rest. And I don't really always like to say that, but I think if you watch the game, you can you can kind of see for yourself that I don't know. There were some foul calls where you're just like, "What the hell's going on?" Uh, right. Kuzma, great game, twenty nine to twelve, and Beal seventeen assists, which is crazy because that guy never passes the ball. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, one twenty, one nineteen, the loss there. So the Wiz. Kind of had a 500 week like they've had all year. An 18 18 record now, eighth in the East. They got Charlotte tonight. We'll see what happens. Uh, that's that's my NBA rant, Mike. But I but I, I agree with you though when it comes down to this season. And you know we talked about it a little bit last season before COVID and all that kind of stuff. That yes, you know I understand that when it comes down to you know this entire COVID situation where they have an outbreak or this or that, I understand everyone's trying to be safe, right. but like you mentioned, it's just stupid that every single time that we go out nowadays trying to trying to see you know who's, like you said, fantasy basketball is the perfect, perfect <laughs> yeah, example. It's impossible. Because I, literally, okay, brief, brief example, like so sure. my league is stupid, uh, like I said before, but at the same time, I still set my lineup and stuff You're like right, that. Right, so. Right. At this point, I just said, screw it. I'm just going to keep setting it and put active players, start active players the rest of the week and just leave it. And I'm just not going to touch it because right. I'm not going to keep going in and out and saying like, okay, this guy's on COVID. This, this, oh, this guy's hurt. Like, I, I just, I just don't. And you're trying to calculate I mean, in your head like, okay, who's going to be coming back in four days because they're 10 days yeah. up. I mean, it's it's just nuts, man. And, and it's, it's just, it's not enjoyable. And for some reason, right. the other sports have been able to navigate this better, I feel like. I know it's so hard to compete with the NFL because NFL's king. Like, that's always going to be number one. But, like, I find hockey more interesting to follow this year than the NBA has been. And that's kind of tough to say because, like, normally, you know, you'd think the NBA would be able to trounce the hockey. But I feel like there hasn't been that many interesting storylines. The COVID stuff has been rough. I mean, New, uh, Christmas Day was kind of a disaster because they had different uh, stars having to sit out and stuff. We'll see if things change in the second, in the like the second half stretch, like after the All Star game and stuff, and heading into playoffs. Maybe we'll get more into it. But with the Wizards, there's honestly just nothing. Mike, can I and Mike and I can sit here and talk for 20 minutes about with the Wizards. There's really <laughs> nothing that interesting about this team. They're good, then they're bad, then they're really bad, then they're okay, and then they're really you know. There's nothing that interesting. <laughs> Denny is a great defender. Okay, cool. What are we going to spend a half hour talking about Denny Aftia's defending ability? <laughs> it's just not gonna. It's not gonna happen. So for the Wizards fans that listen to this show i just want to let you know we're not talking we're not we're just not going to do it we're not going to spend that much time talking <laughs> about the wizards i'll be honest there there are three other teams in this city that are much more interesting to talk about right now and one of them is in a lockout <laughs> their players faces <laughs> aren't even on the app and they're a more interesting team than your washington wizards so that's that's the rant let's move on mike <laughs> let's move on talk some football <laughs> all right washington football team oh man so we, Mike and I, we're not going to sit here and, like, 
rant and rave about the Washington football team and this game because we've been around long enough that like this team has worn us down and has gotten our hopes up and then let us down. I mean, you can just look through the titles of our podcast episodes and see like, hey, we have a chance. And then like, no, we don't. Like that's the that's the titles from our shows based around yeah, their yeah. performances. And this was another game that was kind of a vintage Washington football team game. Had all the makings of a Washington football team game or the Redskins, you know, if you want to throw it back to that just in the past like decade is a team that had a, had a possible shot to make the playoffs. They didn't. Um, stadium completely falling apart and filled with opposing fans. And then a game where Washington football team's leading and has a great chance to win this game and then falls apart in the second half. Uh, and that's that's this this game was honestly, Mike, I think the best representation of this team for the past five years in one game, honestly. Yeah, and that's the funny thing when we talk about the titles. I'm glad you pointed that out, is that we went with roller coaster today because of the sole fact that you have the Wizards, like you mentioned, where they're good, they're bad, and all of a sudden they're very bad, and then they're like, oh, oh, we, we you know, we beat the Knicks or something. Right. It's like weird, you know. So they're up and down, up and down, up and down. But then you look at the Washington football team, and they literally lost four straight. They won four straight, and they lost four straight again, or, or whatever the hell it was. And that's just the problem is that when you're looking at this team. You said it perfectly. This team has done this year in and year out. Look at last year. All of a sudden, you know, we're we're somehow winning some games or something like that late in the season. Now, oh, oh I mean, look at the year that we we made the the, the late run. Jeez, who who the hell was the quarterback then? <laughs> That's um, a great question because we've had fifteen <laughs> in the last three years. That's a great question. I think, geez, was it was it John Beck or something like that? Oh, where he won like. Four straight or something like that, or five straight. It wasn't sexy Rexy, right? Not Grossman. It, it could have been sexy. I, I'm trying <laughs> to remember now. Like, I, and I know it's on the tip of my tongue because I remember that season perfectly. But it's like you look at that and look at the Robert year, the RG three right, year. We right. won like four in the last like five games or whatever. It's they just tease so us. bad. They tease us. Yeah, they, yeah. It's, it's literally like that Geico commercial where the guy casts the line out in like the store, and it's like a one dollar bill. Now, first of all, I don't know why someone's trying to grab for a one dollar bill. <laughs> right, right. But the, like put a hundred there or something. Right. But it's like he's like, oh, you got to be quicker than that, you know. <laughs> and then it's like, come on, man. It's like this team is literally just a tease, and that's the problem is that. Every single year we say, all right, all we got to do is find this piece and then then we're going to be really good contenders or whatever. It just seems like we're sitting there on the hamster wheel going around in circles doing the same old shtick every time. Because at the same time, if we're going to be bad, be the Lions. I'm sorry I said it, but be the freaking Lions. That's their identity is to be bad. Go go out there and and, and get a top three pick. Don't go out there and try to win six, seven games, win a division, then go out there and play the Super Bowl champs and all of a sudden just get your ass kicked. It just makes no sense that we're on the hamster wheel going around in circles now i think the tide has turned just a little bit i think that you know we have some good core pieces in place that are signed but at the same time i think that we need to start making the trek forward especially with this draft because this draft is going to be a huge one depending on what our final draft position is because like we said currently it's number nine but again going into the draft we have QB, wide receiver depth, and offensive line depth because Brandon Sheriff is most likely going to leave. Hopefully, they don't tag him again. But at the same time, <laughs> well, with at, this team, this is what they do. They love, uh, they love yeah. the tag, Mike. <laughs> yeah, they, they love they love tagging one person like seven times. They did it with Kirk Cousins. They did it with Brandon Sheriff. That's just how it is. But that's the thing is, you're looking at this team, and we spent 
four, what, three or four drafts on, on first-round talents for the defense, but then all of a sudden our defense is looking solid, but now our offense is falling apart where Terry McLaurin, everyone's talking. And that's what pisses me off as well is during the broadcast, they sit there and they're like, oh, you know, Terry McLaurin, you know, he's getting shut down by this guy. He's, he's, he's not doing so well the last three – Maybe because he's getting triple teamed, and every single time Taylor Heineke throws him the ball, he has Trayvon Diggs and and, and freaking Deion Sanders <laughs> against him, right. and it's like the guy can't do that much more. I mean, look at I mean the one person who probably you know that can easily take down a triple team is Megatron. Okay, right. Megatron had the size, he had the speed, he could go out there and he developed into a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Terry McLaurin isn't six foot ten. No, okay, he's not going to go out if there. He was. <laughs> that would be yeah, that would be that'd be awesome. But at the same time, you're looking at this team and saying the offense needs help. The offense needs help. The offensive line is just not there anymore. Obviously, Brandon Sheriff left. You got rid of Morgan Moses. Trent Williams is in San Francisco. So you're looking at that whole entire offensive line. That offensive line is gone. So now you're looking at, okay, we ran the ball effectively, but we need to get one of those guys, you know, that's a solid left tackle, unless we want to get Charles Leno back or whatever it may be. Brandon Sheriff, if he leaves, that means that we have another position. I mean, Chase Ruye is is one of the top, they're saying he's one of the top, uh, you know, 10 centers in the league. So that's always good, but he has to stay healthy. He hasn't been staying healthy all year. Right. And then it's just the wide receivers. We talked about that millions of times. We said it on our group text yesterday that, Cam Sims, man, he's got I, – I said personally, I said he has great hands, but he's so inconsistent. You can't have a guy go out there and, and catch two or three balls a game that are beautiful catches. I mean, that's Josh Doxson all over again. So And Josh <laughs> yep. Doxson didn't even do that. Yep. Uh, that's the problem. So you're looking at it. We need QB, wide receiver depth, offensive line depth. You have to go heavy on this draft with offensive talent. Yeah, you have to. You have to because otherwise this team is just destined for mediocrity. I mean, you just look at the past – just the past few years. I mean, it's 2016, 8, 7, and 1. 2017, 7, and 9. 2018, 7, and 9. 2019, 3, and 13. Last year, 7, and 9. Somehow snuck into the playoffs. And you had, yep. you know, a couple guys in Alex Smith and Chase Young win some awards and things like that. But seven wins seems to be where this team just loves to be. And with a win next week, that's where they'll finish. They'll finish 7 and 10 and not make the playoffs yet again. It, it's it just seems to be that yes I agree that there are some building blocks of the future but there still seems to be some sort of disconnect where they they need more talent they still need more talent in some of these key positions because you watch that game Sunday and you just see for yourself like you said on the offensive side of things you see all right you know Heineke is not going to be a quarterback that's going to take this team to the playoffs I mean you look and see that his performance the other day and some of the decisions you're like what is going on the offensive play calling what is going on late in this drive why are they running these plays some of these guys on the wide receiver core like you said uh, you you do if you do fantasy football the only guy that you touched this year was Terry McLaurin and he lets you down some weeks because other teams were double teaming him or like you said sticking their best DBs on him and he couldn't do anything you're not picking anybody else on this Washington football team uh, wide receiver core because there's nobody else uh, they need help they need uh, this draft might be one of the most important drafts uh, in the last decade for this team like you said I think they have to find valuable pieces that can help take this team from a seven win team to like a 9 or 10 win team. And it's not going to all be from the rookie draft class, obviously. They're going to need to do some other things. But if if this team just finishes with 7 wins again next year and misses the playoffs and then 7 wins a year after, at what point does the fandom say, 
you know, this kind of sucks. Uh, being bad enough to not make the playoffs, <laughs> but not being bad enough to get like a top five pick. We're being bad enough just to go get the number ten pick. Like that. That's that's what's happening right now. Uh, and right now. I think one of the notes that you and I have talked about, and we've looked at this quarterback class uh, in, 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 in college football, and I think while some may say, okay, there's no bona fide can't-miss guy, there are some guys where you could look at and say, if they fell to us, I would love to take them. And those two guys, I know you've been on the picket train all season long. I'll give you full credit. Oh, yeah. You've been on that from the beginning. I was on Let Matt. Me some picket. Uh, yeah, you were on picket from the <laughs> beginning. I was on Matt Corral from the beginning. I was just watching him in the first couple weeks of college football season, watching him sling, and I go, man, this guy, this guy can play. If if we can somehow get one of those guys, I think you sh- you got to take it because I'd be much, much rather go into next season with a Matt Corral or picket. Than a Taylor Heineke, and and I feel like I'm not alone in that. I feel like other fans are, are are thinking the same thing because that at least is like a sign of okay, they may not have an amazing rookie of the year season, but we have somebody we can build with, and and Taylor Heineke just doesn't seem like the guy we want to build with. I don't know. Yeah, and that's the thing when you're looking at the draft stock right now is there are a lot of teams that are seven and nine. Seven, I mean, Cleveland and Pitt are playing tonight, so that's a little bit different as well. Um, but you're looking at it and saying. What teams need a quarterback in the top 10? Now, Jacksonville, they won't take one. No. Detroit, you might. Detroit might take a flyer on they might. Matt Corral. But I feel the like they're going to go wide receiver. I think they'll go defensive for their first pick, and then they'll go like a, a, a receiver because they need help. We're talking about a team that needs wide receiver help. They need some help too, so they might yeah. go that. Because so they, they just obviously got Jeff Okuda not too long ago, right. uh, and he's kind of not panned out. But you never you don't want to give up on a, on a top five pick or whatever sure. it was at the time. Uh, Houston. I don't know. I don't know if Houston really is going to get a quarterback or not. I think they will, uh, but at the same time, you, you never really know with Houston because they need help everywhere. And teams, uh, keep in mind, teams part. are also going to be looking at C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and those types of guys too. So you know, maybe yeah. one of them takes one of them instead of uh, one of our guys that we're looking. Well, because also some some of some of these teams also, and I'm I'm not going with what the draft status is right now. I'm just going with the standings. Right. So right. I'm just looking at those teams because some of these teams might not even have first round picks. So if I if you you know, if, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Right, but right. I'm just going with the standings right now. Uh, and you're looking at New York. I think the Giants have a couple different types of picks uh, in the top 10 or top 20. Um, the Giants, they might need one because who knows if Danny Dimes is still there or not. Uh, you never know. Um, the Jets, they won't need one. Carolina, maybe. You never know with them. See how Matt Rule wants to play that. Seattle, most likely is not. And Chicago is not. So you're looking at it and only a couple, two, two or three teams are looking to get a quarterback. And I just think if you can snag, and I don't, I mean, everyone's talking about Malik Willis and stuff like that at Liberty. I don't want Malik Willis. No. I'm sorry. The guy's like six foot one, 215 pounds. He just reminds me of RG3 all over again. Right. Matt Corral, he is six foot and like 220 or something like that. But the guy slings it, and you know that he can throw it around. He's playing the SEC. Killer it's not like you're Liberty and you're playing. Freaking, you know, North, you know, Hampshire, Hampshire. Yeah, North Hampshire. North, I don't know. Some random, no, I know what North, you're. I know what you're saying. New, New England Tech. Saying. I don't know. Yeah. So, and I know, I know, Liberty is playing D1 ball too, but at the same time, it's not like you're not playing SEC. Teams. Yeah, it's different. A whole and, different sport in a way. You know, yeah. SEC and, versus and, that. Yeah. yeah. 
But then, obviously, you know, we have our, our, our favorites in Corral for you. And I hope Corral – now, did, did you find out what his his injury was? Was oh, it torn yeah, ACL? I mean, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, Matt Corral left the game, of course, uh, with an injury. I don't know what the latest is on, on, on the Corral. I, I couldn't find it the other day. I don't know what it was. But that's the thing X-rays about X-rays negative. Well. So that's good. Okay. That's good. It was, what, just was a the sprain. MRI negative? Right? Uh, just a sprain. So that's that's a great wow. that's great news uh, All right. well, for that's Matt good, Corral fans out there. But that's the thing is I'm looking at Kenny Pickett and just seeing what he did for Pittsburgh this year. Now, this is why I think he got snubbed for the Heisman because of the sole fact that he doesn't have Alabama talent. Right. Okay, the Pittsburgh Panthers, they have a good program, but they're not going to go out there and say, hey, we're Alabama. Come here. And five stars, oh, well, I'll go there. Yeah. You know, no. Yeah, they had Jordan Addison, who's one of the top three wide receivers in the entire NFL, or not NFL, the entire uh, yeah, what is it, NCAA. country. Yeah. There was yeah, there was a, the C word I was looking for the country. Right. Uh, he, he he was you know he's one of the top. I think he's a Blitnikoff winner or whatever. But at the same time, he's playing against ACC talent, which is still pretty good. They still have talent yeah, in the ACC. Still college football. But at the same time, he doesn't have all this talent around him. Like I mean, Jordan Addison, yes, that's great. But he took Pittsburgh to a whole new new level, which is I I think, and he has a size. I think he's six four, two twenty five or something like that. He's got a hell of an arm, and I think that just overall, he's a team guy from what I've heard. So I'm hoping that you know if we can somehow snag him. Now I don't want to give up the farm to move up five picks. No. Do I want that? No. no. I think you can easily you know if if you don't get somebody this year. It's going to suck, uh, but maybe look for a Tyrod Taylor or something like that to be the bridge guy. Now, we've turned into basically St. Andrew's golf course where they have that famous bridge and stuff like that where yep. <laughs> we basically have bridge quarterbacks every single year, it feels like. Um, but I just think that we don't want to give up the farm because if we get, if we can get a top 10 pick, that would be beautiful uh, because we can still get a really good top 10 talent on offense. I'm talking about wide receiver or something like that. I did see someone, uh, <coughs> excuse me. I did see someone that came out of nowhere. Um, someone like projected them to get like some, you know, linebacker. I'm like, we don't need any more defensive people. Okay. Right. I, 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 and I, yeah, at some point I, you got to score, like, you know? Yeah. At some point you have to have somebody else. Now, do I want a lineman? No, I would prefer not to get a lineman. I think you can get those in free agency. I think they're a dime a dozen as well uh, because you can plug and place people, but you can't pl- uh, plug and place wide receivers because, like you said, Travis Milne is, is your favorite guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he's not going to be out there catching you know seventy balls a game, uh, whatever it is. So you have to go out there and try to find a secondary piece to Terry McLaurin because he's just getting killed every single place because oh he's not producing he's not producing well he's it's hard to produce when you have you know uh daryl green on you yeah when so you're the like, guy and everybody knows you're the guy and you, there's nobody else <laughs> there's no other guy <laughs> yeah because antonio gibson was out this game so it's like who uh, ricky seals jones is he the other guy no ricky seals jones didn't even play right he got hurt or whatever no he, no, he did play he ran into a camera right, that's what happened yeah <laughs> I was like oh man yeah he it, looked like he was dead yeah that was <laughs> the camera the cameraman thought he the cameraman just got up and he was like oh, this kind of hurts but ricky seals jones was like getting he was down he was down uh no it's just wild and i know it's a cliche at this point with washington football team fans but just looking at it is just mind-blowing because you go uh after 2017 when kirk kirk's last year you go alex smith 10 games josh johnson three games colt mccoy two games mark sanchez one game in 2018 2019 case keenum eight dwayne haskins seven colt mccoy one 2020, Alex Smith, 6, Dwayne Haskins, 6, Kyle Allen, 4. 2021, Taylor Heineke, 11 games, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 1, Garrett Gilbert, 1. It's just laughable at how many quarterbacks have come through this system at this point after the RG3, Kirk Cousins kind of era. Uh, And it would just be nice to have a young guy where it's like, 
look, man, we might not make the playoffs this year, but you have the reins. We're going to hand the reins to you, pick it. We believe in you, and we've got some young talent here, and we're going to build with you. And, hey, maybe we can go get somebody in free agency or go get somebody else in the draft to help you, um, but you're going to be the guy with the QB1 job for the near future. We're not going to have to worry about the seventh quarterback of the season or that sort of thing. Like we're just going to stick with you and ride with you and see what happens. And uh, maybe he ends up being like a Joe Burrow. Maybe he ends up being a Trevor Lawrence. You know, you don't know yet. Um, but I think it's worth a shot in my eyes. And I think the fans could get behind it. So we'll see. We got to move on. We got to talk real brief hockey here. Uh, Washington Capitals. Washington Capitals. Just a note on that uh, that we wanted to cover is that uh, yeah, as the season has progressed, and we still have quite a lot of hockey to go, um, it does seem like guys are starting to kind of fit their roles, kind of seeing the the lines really take place for possibly you know the remainder of the season. Like You, you can kind of envision, okay, this is where these guys' pieces are going to fit um, by the time playoff time comes around. And that's really what it's about at this point of the year is kind of, Working guys in different lines, letting young guys play, and kind of seeing, okay, who is performing and who could be guys we could count on later on in the year. Um, and even especially we've talked about on this show in the goalie position, and Sam Sonoff, uh, who has clearly uh, definitely uh, marked himself above Vanacek as the number one goaltender. Uh, but guys coming back healthy and things like that. Mike, it seems like this team is really taking shape as far as like what, what they could be come, you know, come playoff time, really. Yeah, that's the the biggest thing that I've been looking at as of late is trying to have guys fit their roles. Now, in the beginning of the season, we had many, many young guys out there. Obviously, Backstrom wasn't out there. Um, and we had guys that were getting implemented in the system for the first time. And now we still have some young guys that are that are you know taking strides. Uh, but now we're starting to get a little bit healthier. Now we're starting to get Backstrom back. Now, when, whenever Anthony Mantha comes back, he'll come back as well. But you're looking at this, um, <clears throat> excuse me, this lineup, and you're starting to see the first line has always been nailed down shut. Alex Ovechkin, Evgeny Kuznetsov, and Tom Wilson. Right. And then the second second line has kind of been, you know, that's the line that usually switches up the most because you usually have the fourth line as the, you know, fourth line is usually the grinders and stuff like that, those guys that are going to eat up minutes and so on and so forth. So usually you don't have any guys that are hurt too much in them because they only play like 10 minutes a game or so. But then the third line is is, is one of those that has been a, a true line that we, especially last year in the playoffs, Carl Hagelin, Nick Dowd, and Garnett Hathaway. And I'm just looking at dailyfaceoff.com right now for the, the lines. Obviously, they switch all the time, uh, but I'm just going to go with these. So that line was really good in the playoffs last year, so that, they're going to keep that as, as much as they can. But the second line is the one that's always going to be fluctuating. Connor Sheary has been tr- phenomenal, I think, this year uh, for how he's played on multiple different lines, how he's produced in the point category. And then you're also looking at Nick Backstrom. He just got back, so he's trying to get back in the fold, get in the swing of things, and he's obviously been uh, producing a little bit uh, just with his veteran leadership and so on and so forth since he's gotten back. And then Daniel Sprong, he's had some healthy scratches left and right, but then all of a sudden you just plug and play him uh, because he actually did really well for us last year. So he uh, earned a spot in the starting lineup. But you're looking at Anthony Mantha, TJ Oshie, obviously. Uh, those two guys most likely would be on that second line, but you might you know, slide one of them down or whoever it may be. But like you said, 
these guys are starting to understand where their roles are. And Connor McMichael, who was the guy that we were looking forward to the most, you know, he's on the fourth line right now playing. I mean, from what this says, he's playing left wing because obviously he was having some struggles in the faceoff dot. But I just think that overall, this team is starting to, uh, you know, get get their 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 skates underneath them, uh, you know, so to speak, uh, when it comes to knowing where you're going to be. You know, these guys, you know, some are getting healthy and stuff like that. But I think the biggest problem was the center position because Nick Backstrom was out. Um, and we were just losing so many uh, face-offs because you know, uh, you know, Lars Eller is not even in this this uh, this starting lineup right here. Right. So you're you're looking at you know, and, and again, I, I, these things are coming back to me because I'm looking at the starting lineup and I'm like, where is this guy? Where is this guy? Where is this guy? So they said they updated it like a day ago. So who knows? Um, but you're looking at it and just saying that I think that overall this team has guys that are injured. But they're also getting those guys back, and they're having less injuries and less this or that uh, than they have in you know months past. Because obviously, like I said, Nick Backstrom being out, he's one of our top centermen. The problem with that is then you have to slide Lars Eller up to the second line, and he hasn't really played you know with T.J. Oshie in this. Yes, he has played with them before, but you know chemistry in hockey is a huge deal, and when you don't have chemistry, that kind of slows you down a little bit. You know, Alex Ovechkin carried this team for the first two months because he was scoring a goal game. So when you're looking at it, yes, now the pressure is a little bit off him because they have Tom Wilson of Genny Kuznetsov still producing. Uh, you know, Connor Sheary is still producing now. Uh, but you're having Nick Backstrom come back. TJ Oshie's, you know, not having some nagging injuries. Hopefully when Anthony Mantha comes back, then we'll have another superstar or, or a great player there as well. And those other guys can kind of slide back down to their roles in the third and fourth lines and let the top two lines go to work. But you also see Martin Faravari. He's on the COVID list again, or not again, but he's on the COVID list. And he was, you know, playing very well with John Carlson in the first line. So you're just looking at, you know, the defense and, and how these people are kind of working themselves in. I just think that it's very admirable to see, to see these young guys go out there and work themselves in this organization and have Ovechkin and Kuznetsov, who are, you know, two of the obviously top point getters in the entire NHL. Those two guys lead this team for the first couple of months while some of these other guys came back and off injury and so on and so forth. There are people getting their legs under, underneath them. But I think that the young guys took huge strides. And not to mention, we're also looking at this whole entire COVID little break that we had where we had, I think, three postponements or whatever it was. I was worried. I was sure. one of the people that were worried. And like I mentioned in the, in the uh, <coughs> excuse me, geez, please, please, cough. It's this damn Stella. Uh, this, and I'm not used to doing Stella. I'm used to doing, you know, some other cheap thing. Uh, <laughs> but you're looking at the, in the rewind when I said that Nashville, you know, they kind of were on fire right before the COVID break. And then all of a sudden they took a step back. But the problem is I was worried about the Caps because the Caps have been in years past that team that they're scoring 10 goals a game. Then all of a sudden they have a, some you know winter break or something like that of of ten games or whatever the hell it is, and all of a sudden they come back and they they've scored three goals in a matter of seven games. And it gets weird. So now you're seeing this team kind of just get back to form where they've scored eleven goals in three games, two zero and one. Obviously they had the letdown with New Jersey, but obviously Backstrom and Oshie weren't there. So you're just looking at it and saying this team is now starting to understand that they have their number one goalie. Sam Sonoff has taken the reins for that. Right. Guys are starting to become healthy. Backstrom's back. He's one of the top veterans on the team. Oshie is obviously when he comes back for the non-illness thing or non-COVID illness, it's going to be a huge deal. Now, I don't know what the Anthony Mantha situation is, but this team is starting to kind of get hot at the right time, not near the end of the season, which we would prefer, but they're stay. I guess you could say they're, they're staying warm. 
they're not hot, hot, but they're staying warm to the point where they're, they're keeping the status quo with how many goals they're scoring, but also they're keeping the status quo in that they're staying atop the division, getting points where they need to, taking care of teams that you know they should be taking care of, or at least get a point uh, against those with the Devils. But they're 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 playing well, and I just enjoy watching them play and and knowing that. We're going to be there for the playoff race. We just got to make sure we're healthy when it comes to the playoff race. Healthy, having good momentum. Uh, you know, you got to make sure your goaltender's a little bit hot, or or at least playing pretty well at that point, right? And, and going yeah. from there. So we'll, we'll we'll definitely. The Caps are one of those teams, man. If you, they're so enjoyable to watch, just because they're just they're just a pro team. I mean, the funny thing is, is like when I watch I watch a lot of Red Wings games, I watch a lot of Caps games, and there's definite differences watching those two teams because the Caps are just one of the most professionally well-run machine in the NHL. It really is. I mean, yeah. they're just on a different level than a lot of those teams that are still up and coming or, or things like that. Um, and I, I'm just so excited to see this team make a playoff push. It sucks that we have to wait uh, quite a while for the playoffs, but uh, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. Well, that, that's the thing about yeah. Coach Love, too, real quick, to, to end the segment. Coach Love, I feel that he's kind of the coach that's kind of meshing with them really well. Like, Todd Reardon really didn't do too much. Um, but you're looking at... What Coach Lav is doing, I believe he's that guy that's going to hold you accountable for when you make mistakes or when you do something uh, bad or whatever it may be. But he's also that guy that's going to be hands off, some laissez-faire sure. type type, there type you coach go. that's going to sit there. Yeah, you like that? Uh, <laughs> he's he's going to be that coach that's kind of hands off just a little bit to let them goof off and stuff like that during pregame warmups or whatever when they're doing cup checks and they're like, Hey, hey, hey you know, they're doing like, like he's going to say, are right, you guys go do that stuff? But when it comes to, you know, game time, when that clock starts ticking down, you better be on your game or I'm going to call you on your ass. Right. So I think that's the biggest thing that I kind of think coach Lob give him a little bit of credit because I think that he's kind of that not, pl- I wouldn't say players coach because I think a lot of players coach like best buds, but like Sean McVay, uh, for instance, for the Rams. But I think that coach Lob is that guy that's, you know, He'll be your friend, you know, you know, for a matter of time, but he's going to hold you accountable. Sure. Like I said, I think Sean McVay is a good coach and everything like that. I think he's a great strategist and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think Sean McVay is going to get up in, you know, Aaron Donald's face, you know, if he messes up or is goofing off too much. I think Coach Love will because he has that persona. But at the same time, I think that we should give him a little bit of credit because of the sole fact that I believe that's kind of what I'm kind of – reading into his coaching style in my in my, yeah. in my opinion. And I think that's fair, and I think uh, it helps also when you have some really, really good vets on the team, too. And this team definitely right, does. Right. That will help the coach keep guys accountable. Um, we'll take a quick look around the NFC East real quick. Uh, you know, the Giants, of course, getting blown out in Chicago. You could see this one coming a mile away. It definitely had the money on Chicago in this one. Uh, 29-3, the final there. Giants, basically, yeah, I mean, they're they're not – trying at this point um i was looking <laughs> back at our nfc's uh preseason previews and i was looking at paul Dottino's record prediction for the uh for the giants 10 and 7 uh from paul Dottino. Uh, the other uh, predictions was matt loopy had the eagles at 7 and 10 eagles are 9 and 7 now so he's right around there and then my prediction of the cowboys i wrote it here at 11 and 6 they're eleven and five right now. They could finish at eleven and six. Uh, wow! Uh, I mean, uh, credit to myself on that one because we never got the Cowboys guy on, so I did my own like Cowboys thing for that uh, for the preview, yeah. I believe. Uh, thanks, thanks a lot. Whoever the, I forgot, I forgot. Yeah. That guy. I think his name was Ari or something. Yeah, screw that guy. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the Cowboys, actually, uh, pretty bad loss to to Arizona. 
The Cowboys, uh, again, give them credit for winning the division, but at the same time, this team is also very up and down this year. Um, and to have a better away record than home record in the NFL is kind of wild, especially when you play in Jerry World. Um, yeah, the Cardinals were up 22-7 going into the fourth quarter. Uh, Arizona outgained Dallas by 100. Uh, more time of possession. I mean, this was... I had I had money on Dallas in this game, and I was like, "Jeez, Arizona's smoking them." And Arizona had just you know had their deal with the Lions a couple of weeks back, and uh, Arizona didn't hadn't been playing that great of football. But Giants did not defend their home turf whatsoever. Uh, rough one there. Uh, as far as the forecast goes, the season wraps up for the Washington Football Team this Sunday in New York, playing the Giants. Um, I don't think Mike and I really plan on doing post game show for that, nor do I think anybody would listen to that because <laughs> this is two terrible teams. We'll see what happens there. It'd be nice if the Washington football team would at least uh, win this one. Um, the the Caps schedule this week Tuesday they'll be um, maybe in Montreal playing. Mike, this is all like COVID related, right? Like we aren't sure what the deal yeah. is. Yeah, all the all the Canadian teams now. I, I know that I think tonight there's two games canceled. Uh, I think one might be in Winnipeg and the other one might be in Toronto. Uh, there's something going on with Can- Canada and COVID. The two C's. I don't understand their situation because they had the whole entire baseball thing last year where you know I think it was Toronto was playing in the Bronx or something like that. I don't even know right? Yeah, yeah, they, they yeah they were playing in Buffalo. Yeah, they're playing in the Bison Stadium, the AAA. Yeah, and then the Raptors were playing down in, in Tampa Bay for a bit. Yeah, I, I think I don't know if they're like a lot more strict or like their their stuff is shutting down a lot more or what their cases are. I haven't looked into it. We're not going to pretend to be experts on this, but like yeah, I know the sports stuff has definitely been heavily affected uh, with these Canadian teams. So we'll see the deal there on Tuesday. Uh, Friday, the Caps will be in St. Louis and Saturday in Minnesota. So a little road trip here for the Caps. It'd be nice to take at least two of these three. Um, you know, get some... those two teams just played on just just played uh, at the Twin Stadium. Oh right, right for the, the Winter Classic. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Ten goals scored in that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like okay, what are we playing on back, classic back days, hockey? Here? I feel like the classic tends to bring in more goals. I feel like classic is always an overbetting type day. Uh, the Wiz tonight playing Charlotte. I got money on the Wiz tonight. Uh, I believe that line was two points. Come on, Wiz. Uh, Wednesday, uh, they'll be at home against the Rockets, who are going through some stuff right now. Michael Porter Jr. was about to beat up the coaching staff. He had to be restrained <laughs> and taken off. Friday at the Bulls. This is the rematch for the tough game, the tough loss the other day. This could be a fun one to watch Friday. And then Sunday at Magic uh, for the Wiz. Let's move into the final lap. Talk about some other big stories going on in sports. 90 seconds on the clock. Here we go. Wild end to Antonio Brown's career as a buck the other day, Mike. Uh, pulled pulled a U. You know, pulled off, take, took off his shirt, his clothes, waved to the crowd, walked <laughs> off the field. I don't understand that whole entire situation. The funny thing is, like I said, Pittsburgh fans will – I mean, defend this guy to the day they die. Oh yeah, it's, they love it. Him. Makes no sense. I told I told the Pittsburgh fans that I know, especially my girlfriend, her her family members. I was like, AB at it again. They're like, Oh no, what do you do now? Yeah, oh yeah, they know, they know. They he's like, uh, I don't want. I, never mind. I'm not even gonna get into it. Uh, <laughs> college football final set as Georgia will be taking on Alabama. Who you got, Mike? Why did I bet on Michigan? I don't know. <laughs> so my, same. My God. Same. I got Bama. I got Bama. Yeah. I got Bama winning by three. That's interesting. I, I I do think I do lean Bama with this one too. I think it's going to be a close game, dogfight. 
I would also lead Bannon. I'm with you on that. Clay Thompson couldn't make his Warriors return on Sunday. It feels like we haven't seen this guy play basketball for a decade. Two years. Uh, <laughs> he'll be back, Mike. You're a big Clay Thompson. That's awesome. Guy. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I'm a big Clay Thompson guy, but that's I think Steph is a big Clay Thompson. Sure, guy they, he they, needs some help. It makes the Warriors even more dangerous, and they've been having a good season. Josh Giddy, Mike's favorite uh, NBA player, surpassed Lamelo Ball, uh, becoming the youngest player in the NBA history to record a triple double. He plays for the the Thunder. Who cares? Josh <laughs> Giddy, age? What is he? He is 19 years old. That's insane. Oh wow, that's crazy. 19 years old. Uh, and then uh, a couple more here. Oklahoma quarterback Caleb Williams will be entering the transfer transfer portal. What a wild quarterback year for Oklahoma, man. Rattler, Williams, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, that would be hilarious if Rattler went back to Oklahoma and got a new coach. That would be insane. But that's the weird thing is that, like you said, coach is gone. Both top QBs are gone. I mean, Oklahoma is just imploding right in front of their eyes. <laughs> right, right. There was a funny meme on Twitter where it was like uh, one of Eli's faces, Eli Manning's dumb faces, and it said, like, Spencer Rattler watching Caleb Williams enter the transfer portal after stealing his job and making him transfer. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> uh, and then the last but not least, uh, uh, Lakers trade Rajon Rondo to the Cavs. I just threw that in there just because Rajon Rondo is still in the NBA, in case you were wondering. <laughs> I, I was. Now I now I know. Yeah, it's oh my uh, God. it's pretty wild. Uh, let's move on to the last couple segments here. We love doing trivia on this show. Mike brings a D.C. trivia question. I bring a Detroit sports trivia question to the table. We will start with the D.C. question, Mike. All right. Here we, here we, here we, here we, here we go. All right. On January 8th, 2000 what team did the redskins defeat in their first playoff game at fedex field on january 8th in the year 2000 the millennium what team did the redskins defeat in the first playoff game at fedex field the great stadium that has rails falling and on quarterbacks and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> i know uh the funny thing is is i think and right off the bat this came to mind because I was thinking about how last year losing to the Bucks, didn't we beat the Bucks in the first round in 2000? That's that's that would be my guess, wasn't it? The Bucks. Oh, oh, we're just going with the guess. Yeah, going uh, with no, that is not oh, the Bucks. Uh, no, it's a good. So here's the thing. It's a good. It's a good. Uh, qu- or excuse me, a it's good answer a good because we, we we no, it is because we played the Seahawks and the Bucks like four of the past like five Damn. playoff appearances, which is pretty crazy. It was the Detroit Lions. Wait, in 2000? Wait, let me look at it again. <laughs> yeah. Detroit Lions. Two th- that's why That's why I read that question. Because I was like, I, I know he's not going to think about the Lions. No, I didn't. No, wow. I didn't even. Man, it, they, it had slipped my mind. Um, okay. All right. That was a good was question. That a, was, that, was, that, was that a John Kitna year or something? Probably. Or Patrick Harrington or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. I got a question. Joey, Har- Joey Harrington. Joey Harrington. Jeez. I'm, man, my your, mind. your first names are off today. Uh, I, 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 I got like man. zero sleep last night. Um, <laughs> all right. Here you go. Now, this one is, I think, achievable for you. Um, here we go. In 2017, less than two months after the Tigers traded him to Arizona, what outfielder became the 18th major leaguer to hit four home runs in a game? Okay. So. Oh, I know that. I already know this. Oh, okay. All right. It's Justin Upton. It's not Justin Wait. Upton. Wait. Uh, okay. Well, I was going to know. Give another guess. Okay. Okay. Just think about this for so 2017, less than two months after the Tigers traded him to Arizona. What outfielder became the 18th? Now, Justin Upton's not a bad guess, but that's not who it is. 
18th major leaguer to hit four home runs in a game. So it's an outfielder. He is definitely still in the major leagues. He's definitely not still on Arizona. He's on an American League team that is a you know was a World Series contender. Um, I guess he is he still playing in the outfield. He might be a DH now, but don't tell me he's with the Rays. No, 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 no. he's not. <sighs> Man, that's tough. That was a tougher question than I thought it was going to be when I initially read it. <laughs> I mean, you know the I guy. Could... You just I, I don't know if you'll be able to get. I could have just not. It was a good guess. I, I will say, like I could, because he played for the, the yeah, he, he played for the Tigers yeah. and Arizona. He did. No, that's not a bad guess at all. No, it was actually J.D. Martinez. Okay, uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's he plays for the Red Sox, right? Yeah, exactly. That's a tough. That's a tough. I didn't know how recent this game was because it has something from 2021, the 2021 season. Uh, yeah, because I had the same thing because it has the Miggy two run shot in the snow on opening day for the Tigers in 2021. It's like, geez. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. There, there are some, some, uh, some nice ones in there. That's great. I, I had to go, I had to go through two cards today because obviously there was not a, it was not, a two not card kind of day, and I didn't even get it right. Man, uh, <laughs> rough start to the new year. Let's move on to the money line, sponsored by DraftKings. No new ad read for this week. Uh, there'll be one that plays at the beginning of next week's episode, so you'll hear that. Uh, but yeah, there was no, there was no, no ad read for us to read, Mike. So didn't have anything for that. Maybe everybody's uh, snowed in, I guess. Um. Uh yeah, so the money line here. Uh, I went uh, one and one. Mike went two and zero oh last week. Yep, yep. yep. I had, I had Air, Air Force and uh, Arkansas. Yeah, because I had to switch my pick. Remember, I had NC State. Right, right. So Mike has canceled, jumped so back up a couple picks here. Um, this is tricky for me because towards the very end of the year, I had a tremendous betting day where I got every single pick right. Since then. I have had a rough stretch here to start 2022. I am in the negative on the on uh, for for the first couple of days of the year. I got some picks tonight. I mean, of course, I had Manchester United winning today. They lose to Wolverhampton. They're at home and they're like a great team and they've been winning and they lose. It's insane. My picks this week, my lock. I'm gonna go Kansas State minus seven against LSU. LSU star running back is gonna be out in this one. Uh, some other guys as well. You never know with these bowl games, but I'm just going to go K-State there, uh, winning by more than a touchdown. And then uh, my dog, because this NFL season is so weird and because we're heading into the final week, I went ahead and took the Broncos 9.5 against Chiefs as my dog. I think uh, it's one of those things where, like, that Broncos team has done that this season where they'll cover a weird game where you're like, oh, they'll get blown out and then they cover. So I'm going to go 9.5 Broncos for my dog. That's not bad. That's not bad because obviously the Chiefs, you know, I don't think they can they, – they might be able to lock up the first I, – I forgot. I have to look at the AFC again. But, yeah, I mean, the, the Broncos' defense is pretty good. It's just the problem is that their offense just can't keep yeah, up. Yeah, I'm just hoping that they, they cover. I, I don't think they'll win or anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I have to say, I'll give you props for having that, that hell of a day. What was it on – was it Saturday? Yeah, was it I think Friday? it was. I forgot what day it was. Yeah. And I think – oh, yeah, because it was Saturday because it was the Pitt Mich- – Yeah, Pitt, the Michigan, Michigan State, State game that was a wild <laughs> cover at the end. Oh, my God. I, th- I think you went to bed or you're uh, yeah I definitely had like fallen that. asleep yeah for sure and and I literally was like all right you know I'll get this parlay to cash in you know it's not that bad or whatever I had pit money line uh and uh and the under the under was gonna hit and all of a sudden Michigan State scores 21 pick, in the last six and a half minutes yeah pick six with like 35 <laughs> seconds left to cover I mean it was I saw <laughs> yeah, it all the next you. morning yeah yeah, because you, you were like, oh, I'm chalking this up to a loss. And all of a sudden, I was like, God damn it, this guy's got to horse you up his ass. <laughs> oh, it was a great day. But, hey, oh. again, as I said over text, the betting gods, 
giveth and then they taketh away because I've had a rough stretch here the past couple days. Right, right. So, anyways, my picks of the week, uh, my lock is I'm, – I'm taking a stab at it. The Jags have sucked yeah. over the last, like, three Terrible. weeks. And I, I should have put a 1000 <laughs> millions of dollars on them losing by more than 17 and a half to the Patriots right. who beat them, like, 50 to 6 or something like that. Uh, so I'm taking the Colts minus 15 because the Colts have to win to get into the playoffs right now. They hold the tiebreaker of the next two teams, the Raiders and somebody else, uh, at nine and seven. So they have to win. So I think they're going to go out there and just run all over the Jags, sure. make it, a, make it a short game, maybe win, you know, 27, 10 or something like that. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Colts minus 15, uh, and the dogs, I'm going to go with the lions plus three versus green Bay. Green Bay is already, uh, clocked in as the number one seed. Yeah. Nothing to NFC. play for at this point. Yeah. Nothing to play for. So I think if Aaron Rodgers goes out there, maybe he'll play a quarter or something like that. Maybe he might, might not even play. Uh, so we'll see uh, what he wants to do. Um, and what they want to do with their star guys on defense Their defense has been playing pretty well. Um, but I think the Lions, you know, if, if safe for some reason, Aaron Rodgers doesn't play the whole entire game, I think they can cover the, the three points. Hopefully, maybe not. I mean, they didn't play that well this week. Yeah. Uh, I, no, me me and you not. had the under. <laughs> me and you had the under thinking 20, 25 degrees in rain was going to stop the Seattle Seahawks from scoring like 58. And I'm like, <laughs> what is the matter with this team? And, it was so crazy, but plus three for the but Lions. But a guy is named to, keep, to, to not forget is Amon Ross St. Brown for Detroit, the wide receiver, He's had two really, really stellar weeks. This week in fantasy, he had, I mean, just a bananas day. What did he put up? He put up uh, 31 fantasy points. I mean, the guy, he's, he's, he's a rookie this year. He's been a little quiet at times, probably because they have a terrible quarterback. But uh, I will say, Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown is a guy to maybe look at next year as a guy that could hopefully you know, be turn into maybe a star for Detroit. Just just letting everybody know. Just letting everybody know. But, no, I like those picks. I do think with Green Bay having nothing to play for, I think Detroit could cover in that game. They have covered a lot this season, so I think there's a chance there. And then the Colts, you're right. The Colts are going to just blow out the Jags. Jags are terrible. I mean, let's just be real. <laughs> the Jags are so yeah. bad. Um, yeah, so, yeah, and, that's and a good the, pick. The, Packer, the Packers, obviously, them them clinching. The line went down from, like, 11, which I think the highest I saw, all the way right. to three. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they are they're expecting a lot of starters not to play. So hey, screw it. We're not we're not. I mean, we're not making a millions of dollars on these picks. No. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to do it either way. Throw a flyer <laughs> on it for sure. Go for it. Um, well, we appreciate you joining us here in the new year. And like we mentioned, you can check out our podcast in a variety of ways on po- all podcast platforms as well as on the Contender app. That's where you need to go get it. Go download the app today. That's Contender with a K. You can listen to our show uh, and other. Uh, DC sports content and other sports, as well as Chicago content. Uh, a lot of new stuff coming up this year on the app. So go ahead and get on it now. Uh, download the app today. It's free and easy, and you can listen to our show and other shows on the app. Uh, if you do listen to us on podcast platforms, if you don't mind subscribing to the show, as well as maybe leaving a review, uh, that would help us out. Um, and uh, Besides that, people, you know, we, we we're excited to do another year of this show. We got some big stuff in the works, especially with episode number 100 coming up in a bit. Um, and then we'll have a lot of fun this summer with the drafts and all that sort of stuff. So it's going to be a good year. Hopefully we see a Washington team make it deep into the playoffs uh, this year, most likely the Caps, as we talked about on the, our season-ending episode uh, last uh, couple weeks ago. Besides that, people, follow Mike on Twitter at Surround16 and myself in the main show account at the DC Crossover. Mike, before we go, what's on the docket tonight? Snow day nights, no work tomorrow. Are we we're watching the Monday uh you're watching the Monday night football game. That's the plan, right? What's yeah, on the I'm menu? Tonight? The, 
the menu is homemade, supposedly homemade, supposedly. Uh, chicken Alfredo. Solid. I've done that. Yeah, we're going to do that tonight uh, and for the Steelers game. So the funny thing is, like I told you off air, I drove my girlfriend's car here because she has an uh, uh, SUV, and she's asking me what my ETA is because she needs to go to the store, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't leave my keys there. So, um, hey, just an FYI, though. Uh, just like you mentioned, subscribe and rate and review and everything like that. The podcast on all the podcast and outlets. Our last, uh, at least on Apple Podcasts, our last review was in August by Moses. So shout out to Moses. Oh, I haven't stars. even checked. <laughs> uh, I just checked. <laughs> and his, his says, fun stuff. Thanks, Moses. So, all right. All right. Part, Thanks, part those Moses, C's, man. Moses. That's what he did, right? I think. Uh, uh, in the Bible? I don't know. No, he Moses was the one with the I boat. I haven't read the Bible. I think the boat? I don't know. I don't remember. Regardless, Moses. go ahead and review, <laughs> review the he show. He played basketball. He, he was a really good basketball player. Read the review. Yeah, Moses uh, Malone? Is that, is that who you're thinking of? <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, yes. Thanks, Moses. Appreciate the review. We hope you guys review as well. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. This has been another episode of the DC Crossover.